Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25 to get 25% off. And those of you who know how delicious that CBD infused and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee can be, you got to subscribe now at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Get on that subscription. They'll give you 20% off every time. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me in studio, wrapping up this series against the Arizona Diamondbacks, is Michaela Perkins, the newest Rockies beat writer down there in the press box, taking it in. And uh, the Colorado Rockies, as I said, come out of this series with a win, two very convincing wins. John Gray, fantastic in the finale today. We'll talk a little bit later on about Senzatella, what he was able to do in the middle game, the offense showing out, Mac. But we do have to start. We're, we're going to kind of work our way backwards, starting with this finale, the rubber match win for the Rockies. And you have to start in this game, I think, with the performance of John Gray. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, wow. He had to have chugged a whole bottle of mustard before this game. <laughs> That's right. Obviously, no cramping this time, so he didn't have to make an early exit, but he was phenomenal out there. He pitched six and two-thirds innings, had a no-hitter going into the seventh, only allowed one run on two hits. Uh, he walked four and struck out five, so a great night for John Gray. I guess day. I guess a good day. A good day for John good, Gray. Good day. Um, like I said, definitely had to chug that bottle of mustard because he looked solid out there. It was interesting, though, because it wasn't he wasn't throwing his like a plus stuff, right? His fastball didn't have that velo that we're kind of used to from John Gray. He was really good with his off speed stuff. His slider looked phenomenal. He got a couple guys with that curveball. You know, the home plate umpire didn't really help him out a couple times. But aside from, yeah. you know, his fastball looking like it dipped a little in the velo, everything else was pretty much an A plus performance. All you could really ask for from John Gray. He looked great out there yeah uh, i agree with what you said i, I thought throughout the game he kind of had his b plus a minus stuff you know definitely not his a plus the slider was fantastic so good. Uh, used a couple of really good curveballs. his changeup was okay i don't think he threw it a ton the fastball location was good but the velocity and movement weren't overwhelming, didn't rack up a ton of strikeouts. I, I agree with your assessment that uh, <laughs> he got squeezed a couple of times. Two of those walks in particular I thought should have been in the strikeout column. Uh, it didn't cost him a ton in terms of efficiency and overall pitches, but when you can take two walks and, and move them into the K column, that's going to look your uh, make your peripherals look a lot better. Overall, uh, while he did give up a run, and the no-hitter there in the seventh inning, it was a, a, a dominant performance. He yeah. really did dominate. And, of course, you know, the no-hitter had to be broken up by David Peralta. <laughs> of course. Classic. I mean, he came into this – this, I keep saying evening. Michaela, it is like 4 o'clock in the That's the most common. Afternoon. Welcome to being oh regularly gosh, on the baseball beat. <laughs> That's the most common mistake. You'll hear Drew Goodman and Jack Corrigan oh. make it all the time. It's tonight because you'll do right. 100 night games this year and more. But yeah. yeah. But he came into today's matchup hitting 426 against John Gray. So, of course, it had to be him who broke up the no-hitter. But aside from, obviously, that, just a wonderful performance all around. Yeah, really fantastic stuff from Gray uh, and really fantastic stuff still from the offense. They continue to be, uh, you know, better than advertised. They go out and put up a, a pretty solid run. We talked about it. Obviously, they started with getting, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw. Then they get the home runs against uh, Trevor Bauer going into that inning when that was all messed up. Uh, they come out and they get after Mad Bum. But here, here goes the offense again with another crooked number. Yeah, I mean, uh, between yesterday's game and then today's game, it was a great offensive performance from the Rockies. They just looked like, you know, they were watching the ball in slow motion come to them. And it was refreshing to see that offense because I think, you know, one thing I was the most worried about this whole season was going to be if the Rockies can proficiently perform offensively. And I think this series kind of made me feel a little bit better. Um, but I think all around, it was a really well complete game and series like the pitching perform the starting pitching performed better and more up to the expectation of what I had for them you know the offense looked pretty solid the defense I think this was a great defensive series for the Rockies they were solid you know the Rockies are the only team left in the league who haven't hit into a double play so far right so I mean they've just got a lot going for them right now it's kind of surprising I, I want to stick on the um 
I had to grab my Breck brew there just for those of you watching. It's like slight delay. Got to grab this Breck brew. I uh, got the Mountain Beach just for those of you wondering. But the, the defense, you know, we saw one really bad play from CJ Crone in the extra inning game, game one of the series that, you know, there are about five plays in that game that, that cost the Rockies the sweep right. in this series. That was maybe to me the most egregious. Uh, but other than that, I agree with you. We saw some fantastic defense, including the final play in this one. Ryan McMahon with a really great play over at third base. Made another one today with the barehanded stop. Fuentes has been fantastic over there. Oddly enough, not to whatever, but the Rockies defense at third base in particular has been really good so far this year. But you're right. Sam Hilliard made yep. a fantastic catch today. So I really like him in that outfield spot. Yeah. I think the Rockies need to put a little bit more faith in him and let him start out there a little bit more frequently because I think he's going to be really solid in that position for the Rockies. He's also swinging a hot bat early on. We've seen him hit... You know the big home run in in the the four <laughs> the four home run inning as we're gonna have to start calling it. It's had some RBI doubles throughout, but yeah, I mean everybody contributing up and down. One of the things that was kind of funny, Mac, coming into this one was that it really had been the Lost Boys, as, as I like yeah. to call them, right? Uh, Story and Blackman both came into this game in a little bit of a slump, but there in that first inning, couple of power displays maybe remind you just a little bit who those guys are what they can do yeah definitely it was great to see um both trevor and charlie get off to a hard a hot start this game um you know both driving in some runs in that first inning you know you can i don't think you can ever get two down on those guys because they're just too talented for that like they might go through a couple slumps here and there but it's not gonna i don't think it'll stay that way for long like they're both too talented to you know not be producing for the Rockies in the way that we both know that they can and everybody else knows that they can too. Right. And, you know, Story has maybe been one of the more unlucky hitters so far this year. He's had like four warning track outs already. Even the double he got there in the first inning, you're like, that was a foot and a half from being a home run. He's yeah. still sitting he on an over. Squeak it over. <laughs> He's so close. <laughs> then Blackman comes just a little bit closer to almost hitting the home run, but still the RBI double. But, uh, you know, to, to see the Rockies get out to that start and particularly Garrett Hampson getting it going at the top. You know, there's been a lot of talk in the last couple of days. I saw it was on the broadcast today. Shout out to our friends over at AT&T Sports. Um, talking about how many pitches Garrett Hampson is seeing per at bat. Of course, he's showing off the wheels. He's getting these infield hits. He's stealing bases. He's become a very exciting player to watch. For Absolutely. This I mean, his he's quick. He's a speedy guy out yeah. there. He can steal bases, you know, and I think that's something that, um, you know, aside from Rymel Tapia, we haven't seen a lot, especially last season from the Rockies. Right. So, you know, him being quick is a great addition um, to the Rockies this season. And I think that one thing I'm the most impressed with Hampson so far is his ability to wait for the right pitch. Yeah. Like last season, he was very quick. Like he didn't yes. wait for the right pitch. He just kind of swung at whatever was coming his way. Whereas now seeing him this season so far, it seems like he's kind of developed that patience, that that eye to wait and just like sit on a couple of pitches so he doesn't, you know, go too early. And I think he's really developed into a better hitter so far. And he's waiting for the right pitch now, which I always love to see. I totally agree. There was the the kind of funny story he, he told in the uh, collective Zoom press conference. Uh, was that today or yesterday about how his mom had texted him and, and told him to be more aggressive. And, yeah. and I thought that was great because his interpretation of being aggressive was to still wait for his pitch at the plate. Don't You don't just go out there and swing at everything. But then now he's running all over the bases. Yeah. He's making things happen. Uh, even today, like he had a what looked like a routine ground out to the shortstop and he yes. booked it up the line and was out by like a half a step. And he was like, this guy makes even a routine out to the shortstop an exciting play. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So it did get a little bit shaky there at the end. <laughs> Let, let's go ahead and talk about that. The Rockies, it looked like we're set up to get their second straight shutout. And then, you know, Gray gives up the run. Okay. You, you can forgive that. He's been so good. Guy hits a triple slight misplay in the outfield. The run comes right. in. It happens. Right. But then a couple of runs do come in on Carlos Estevez. Uh, gives up the two-run home run. That was the, a monster home it was, run. It was. That thing was whew. <laughs> absolutely blasted. And, and the club's got to go to the closer in Daniel Bard. 
uh, there in the end. Now, are you frustrated by that, or, or are you more inclined to say, you know, he hasn't been worked as much, so n- no biggie? Or, you know, because I'm, I'm sitting there going, you don't want to use Bard in a game where you're up right. 7-1 going yeah. into the eighth, right? Yeah, I mean, ideally, you wouldn't want to bring Bard into a game where you're up six runs. Unfortunately, um, you know, Bud Black had to go to his closer in order to secure the victory this time, which, you know, I think I would have been more upset if Bard pitched yesterday. But because of Sensatella's phenomenal performance, you know, Bard didn't have to go yesterday because right. Sensatella went eight innings. So right. I think I would have been more upset, you know, if Bard pitched yesterday and again today. But um, I think Buddy made the right call with bringing him in. Obviously, Carlos was not on his A game today. He was really struggling out there. And I think, you know, that 453-foot home run <laughs> by Eduardo Escobar, who wasn't doing so well up right. until He's this game. Right, has been cold all season. Yeah. Right, kind of got to him a little bit. So I think bringing in Bard was the right move. And I'm not too worried about, you know, this next series against the Giants with him. I think it's going to be all right. I think you, you kind of have to in that situation when you're up six runs and things start to get a little rocky in the ninth. Yeah. And we actually have Patrick Lyons joining us. We right do have now. Patrick joining the show with for so he must have been in on that uh Bud Black postgame presser can give us a little bit of information. That's what we count on Patrick Lyons for. There he is. There's my guy. Patty. Who? <laughs> Patty. Patty. Okay. Yeah, uh interesting uh you know notes from uh John Gray and Bud Black. I mean Gray a lot of questions coming in because this was you know, one of his better starts, kind of somewhat akin to that game back against the Padres in 2016, back when he was starting his career with those 16 strikeouts. He actually talked about that briefly, just mentioning how, you know, now much more of a veteran player here in his career, uh, has thrown a lot more off speed, whereas, you know, as a young buck, he relied a lot on his fastball. And, and that was kind of the theme of this entire series with the D-backs is that, all the pitchers ended up throwing more off-speed pitches than fastball. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, a strategy, I think, you know, kind of geared towards the D-backs, but at the same time, could be something that we just start to see a lot more from Rocky's pitchers going forward. Did anybody ask if he, in fact, ate six bananas and chugged a whole bottle of mustard before his start today? Danielle, yes, from the uh, Colorado Springs Gazette. My girl. Yeah, she's good great. for her. She's, she's fantastic. Nice first impression. Yeah. yeah, she did ask about it. Don, uh, John did say he had a peanut butter and banana sandwich <laughs> uh, on those electrolytes. So, yeah, he felt good, which he didn't feel at the beginning of the game. Like he, he, you know, woke up not feeling great, had a, you know, not so good bullpen session, which is usually the case, right? When you mm-hmm. go out and you, you're about to make history, it felt like garbage in the bullpen before the game. And, he said even in the first inning, he was kind of really starting to feel things up and was still warming up for the most part before he got into the groove. And it really wasn't until McMahon's big play. When was that? In the fifth? Uh, the barehanded play? Yeah. Yeah, fifth inning. Fifth, fifth inning. Uh, it wasn't until then that he thought, okay, hold on. Whoa, this, this could be a thing. Kind of took a peek at the scoreboard and kind of realized, mm. okay, now maybe – I can get pumped up and he was still able to get a whole other inning, you know, complete that and get through there. Uh, so you, you, you like to know that he had the wherewithal that, Oh man, I got something going here. And it, it didn't like throw him from his game. So that was, um, you know, really, really nice to see all together. And then he got the MVP chain too. He was wearing that in the post game for anyone who saw it. just one of those little uh, team rituals that they have that they give to, you know, the player who had the most important game, they've been doing it the last couple of years, just a big old chain with the interlocking CR on it. So it's kind of fun that, that he came through and won that award for the day. That's awesome. Um, what was the, and I get to use one of my favorite words, the scuttlebutt uh, about once the no-hitter was lost, either from John himself or from Bud Black about you know, how he handled the emotions of that. And, and obviously the run comes in. We know that can be a, a difficult thing for pitchers to deal with when they've had that, they lose it. He, he's not able to complete the inning. Uh, yeah. The, the, the scuttlebutt, if you will, Sir Lyons. <laughs> the, that question wasn't actually uh, brought really? up. Uh, I, 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I think just in general, there is, there's a lot of that, just the positive stuff to kind of go on. Uh, it is a getaway day, keep in mind. So, you know, Buddy was on the shorter side. Ah. They've got a flight. They've got to get to San Francisco. And it's not a typical getaway day because San Francisco is opening up Oracle Park. So that's we got a day game tomorrow. And three straight day games. Three straight day games with Herman Marquez back to the scene of the crime in 2019. <laughs> so maybe right. he can have that no-hitter on sunday but yeah so they they had to be a little bit quick about it um and he just said you know he's been having a lot more fun and not really worrying about um you know the 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 radar gun not really worrying about his Mm. fastball because actually it it averaged uh, a lower mile per hour than it has in any start so um you know he's he's not really sweating that and just kind of trying to to work on placement trying to work on that command and and you saw it today where again he's he got his fair share of strikeouts you know, not as many as he he has in the earlier part of his career, but the bottom line is is just not letting runs cross home plate. And whether you're getting strikeouts, whether you're getting groundouts like Antonio Sensatella, doesn't matter. You know, wins a win. And and John Gray's he's having a lot of fun right now. It was cool to kind of see him um, get really not really emotional, but he had a a few moments where he got a little chirpy with that home plate umpire who was given a hard time with his slider and calling those uh, strikes balls. And it was, I don't think I've ever really seen Gray be that way on the mound before. Usually he's very just like stone faced, no emotion, but you know, he was, he was not happy with that home plate, home plate umpire today. Yeah. I'd, I'd be curious. And this might be something that, that might come up this weekend. We'll see is Dom Nunez behind the plate. I would guess he is, and, and it, StatCast does keep track of these things, like placement of players defensively on the field. I don't necessarily know they do that for catchers because they don't, you know, shift three feet to the left like you would a, a left fielder or, you know, play on the other side of second base like a third baseman would. Um, but nevertheless, I think he might be closer to home plate than normal. That's why we're seeing uh, a little catcher's interference. He's getting hit on the top of the helmet on some of these follow-through swings. Yeah. And so that could also lead to maybe, you know, losing some strikes here or there. Again, we still have a ways to go until we know definitively if that's the truth. But umpires are still in the early part of their season, too. So uh, it, it is tough. And thankfully, that wasn't a factor today in whether or not, you know, Gray got a perfect game versus – you know, you know, walking two batters on, on pitches that really caught a, a piece of the paint. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. That It could have been more frustrating than it was. Uh, it, it could almost have been as frustrating as not being manscaped. You know, that can be a little bit of an issue. If you're not manscaped, it's literally rubbing you the wrong way, and you don't want that. You got to be cleaned up. You got to be smooth. You got to be the best version of yourself, fellas, and that's just how it goes. You got to take care of you downstairs, and you get 20% off at manscaped.com when you use promo code DNV. 20 whether you're getting that land oh excuse me the lawnmower 3.0 you're getting a little bit of spritzer a little bit of deodorant the most comfortable pair of boxers you've ever worn in your life you get manscaped so that way you're not out there feeling frustrated irritated and not at your best you also got to get taken care of at zoom care go to zoomcare.com you don't want to sit in the doctor's office nobody wants to sit in the doctor's office it's irritating uh, it's it's just weird. I, I I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like sitting there with a clipboard waiting for weird stuff to happen. I never know what's going to happen. Go to zoomcare.com instead. They've got uh, appointments for all kinds of stuff that they can check you out. They've even got mental health care options. They're accepted by most insurances with a copay. So again, check them out at zoomcare. That's Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com. Get, get, get a little doctor's office if you're uh, running into that John Gray fastball that's not as fast as what is really it's the slider. You're swinging over the top of that thing. Poor Tim LeCastro had no chance, no chance at all. Um, all right. As I retrieve again my Breck brew for the day, uh, we, we do want to get into more series-wide talk now. And why don't we go ahead and get in 20th and Blaze because this will allow us to just talk about who's had the best series, who's doing the best for your Colorado Rockies right now. For those of you who followed us last year, you know 
These are the basically the individual player power rankings. Who's hot for your Colorado Rockies coming in at number five on 20th and Blaze? Your dude, your your honorary dude, Michaela. My honorary dude. Chris Owings. Uh, you know, he, he hasn't played in every game, <laughs> but the games he has played in, he's been a major difference maker. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he went three for three yesterday um, with a run um, and two RBIs. So he was looking pretty good yesterday. You know, I think people kind of undersell the value Chris Owings brings to the team. Um, and not only did he have, you know, a great game against the Dodgers, but again against the Rockies. So um, he's been doing his part, I think, in my opinion, in helping out when it's time for him to help out. He's looked fantastic, and he did last year too before he ended up getting hurt. And you know, this idea that maybe Chris Owens could be a guy that really helps bridge the gap at least a little bit until you know some of the younger guys you know step up and take over those starting roles. You know, he could be a good piece for them. Whereas we've talked about some of the veteran guys on a one year deal, how you might want to trade those guys away. Owens could be a, a player that really fits in with this roster for the next you know couple years at best. You know, for the guys that are on the come up. He, he's also got that kind of gap-to-gap swing that plays really well at Coors Field. He's done a good job taking the ball into that right center field gap, using his above-average speed to turn singles into doubles, doubles into triples, those kinds of things that play with the big outfield. And also his defensive versatility allows you to move him around. You know, the fact that he swung a hot bat in game one gave Buddy the opportunity to put him out there in center field in game two. Uh, and being able to move him around like that, it, it's going to be interesting. We'll keep our eyes on Chris. I mean, he's batting 500. So. <laughs> <laughs> he is. When you have base hits and half of your at-bats, you got to make the list. He's, and he's not necessarily the blueprint for Garrett Atkins because, again, we've seen players like that before. I, I did it again, Garrett Atkins, Garrett Hampson. Uh, <laughs> similar sounding last names, too, as they roll off the tongue. But I, I think, you know, instead of Hampson being that one guy going – you know, from second base to center field, Owens can also kind of help with Hampson's growth and uh, maybe even field the exact same question. Just the veteran guy doing this very unique thing instead of Hampson just being completely on his own. So I think he provides that value uh, in the clubhouse and in, in post-game interviews as well. Speaking of which, number four, Garrett Hampson. The, the, I saw him on the broadcast. They started calling these guys thing one and thing two. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to look. I'm, I'm not going to argue with Goodman and Spilly. They know what they're doing, I think. I, I think it works. Um, they do provide an interesting one-two uh, dynamic there at the top. But, Patrick, we've seen – we were talking earlier before you came on. Hampson seeing a ton of pitches, using his speed – really doing all the things he, that, that are in his arsenal to be a factor. And he would be uh, almost a, a, an even better leadoff hitter, sort of typically speaking, than Tapia because he's right-handed. And we know that Trevor Story's going to be batting third. So, you know what, Tapia slides in at second. So that's kind of a perfect fit. It's good to see that he's been able to take more pitches, see more action. Uh, he's been, you know, pretty – Deadly on the base paths as well with four stolen bases, one of the league leaders, of course. Uh, and he's putting the ball in play. He's making things happen, uh, both offensively and defensively. So he's doing everything that's you know being asked of him right now. He's cut down on the strikeouts, too. He's only struck out three times so far in, in 24 at-bats. Uh, two doubles late in the game that we saw on back-to-back nights on Sunday and Tuesday with innings. So... Um, he's playing fantastic. Five RBI. He can't really do much more uh, than hit his first home run of the season at this point. Yeah. Him and Chris Owings have combined for a little over half of the team's total runs so far this season. There you go. That's a great stat. Yeah, that's that's what you want from the guys out of the top of the lineup, and and he's setting the table as well as anybody. All right. Tech In fact, those boy. two guys together have six stolen bases, and that's why the Rockies are tied for fourth and all of MLB in stolen bases. Boom. Like and that's that. something we talked about before the year. Uh, they, they have to run, and, and I like seeing that out of them so far. Number three, Antonio Sensatella. This is a little bit of uh, power rankings, recency bias. Obviously, he didn't look good in his first outing. He, he had basically nothing against the Dodgers. I want to say this real quick, too. I can see some people saying, 
Well, he was bad in his first outing because he was against the Dodgers, and those guys are amazing. And he was great in his second outing because he was against the Diamondbacks. Those guys are terrible. But here's the truth about what Antonio Sensatella did. He would have been bad against anybody in his first game. You can't hang sliders like that, dude. You just can't. And he would have been good against anybody in game two of this set against Arizona. Maybe L.A. scratches out a run or two. Sure. But Antonio Sensatella was fantastic in the second game of this set. Yeah, absolutely. He was lights out. And this is only the third time in Sensatella's career that he's shut out a team in eight innings. Obviously, the other two were against the Cardinals and the Astros last season. Um, and if the Rockies want to stay competitive, like they have to get these kinds of performances out of Sensatella. Like that is crucial for this team this year. And I think, you know, his performance yesterday was night and day compared to his first time on the mound so far this season. Like I said, he threw eight shutout innings and only gave up um, four hits and two walks. Like, what else could you want from the guy? It was awesome. And not only was he great in that sense, but he was also terrific holding runners um, when they reached scoring position, forcing the D-backs, you know, to um, go 0-6 in that situation. So he was just, I mean, I don't know what else you can ask yeah. for. It was so good. And even considering the fact he didn't have his best stuff, you know, he's yet to give up a home run this season, uh, as well as mm. our – uh, another gentleman that will be coming up on this list in just a moment. Mm -hmm. um, but just it, he's been able to induce the ground ball, which is huge because you can't yep. guarantee a strikeout. You just can't. There's only a right. rare few amount of pitchers that can just go up there and shove and strike a guy out. So he's been able to get those ground balls, I think, on, on Wednesday's game. Yeah, he game. forced 14, 14 ground, ground balls outs yesterday. And, and only fly, only four fly balls. So, I mean, wow. you know, he's there. Like, that's, that's going to be huge. Again, that's going to be big for inducing double plays. You get a runner on – First and second base, he's just going to roll the two ball there really nicely. So Sensatella is uh, is a good good pick for Drew. I think you had him as being the best Rockies pitcher this season, and so he's uh, he's definitely up there right now. Yeah, I you know I had put in and and I was maybe a little influenced by our friend Corey Sullivan on the broadcast talking about how it was maybe Sensatella's best performance of his career. I still think that one against the Astros coming against Zach Greinke, a better lineup. I I still do think that's the best one. But this may have been the second best of his career and for it to come in the second outing of this season uh when he was kind of handed that number two guy that's the highest he's ever been in the rotation i don't know what that means to guys or doesn't but after a bad first start for him to go out and and really dominate has me feeling better about like patrick said my preseason pick that he's going to be very good this year and and that last year wasn't a fluke that senza can shove where are we are number two Rymack didn't do Rye much Mac. today. They didn't need him to do much today. He did a ton in game one, and they still couldn't get the W for him. But, boy, does he look like a potential monster this year. A three-home run game was 14 bases in that thing. Uh, just And then the defense we talked about a little bit before you came on, Patrick. I'll start with you on this one. Ryan McMahon, is, is the hype train leaving the station? I think so. You know, we, we saw it in uh, late in 2018 when he was finally getting opportunities. 2019, it kind of all came together. Hit 20 plus homers. And then we all had him pegged to be an all star in 2020. Well, they didn't have an all star game, and he also never got a chance to really <laughs> get into a groove. So that never came to fruition. So it uh, might be a year late, but he's, he's finally putting it together. And the thing that I, I find most impressive about how he's been able to do it is that he's doing it from two different positions. And yes, when you step up to home plate, your position doesn't matter. But, you know, that, that can take its toll on a young guy, not necessarily knowing where you're going to be at uh, in the lineup and, and, and what position you're going to be playing. So we've seen him at third base. We've seen him at second base. Uh, and he's been able to, to produce so far uh, amongst the best of them, you know, nine hits so far this year. So that's most of any Rockies player. Those four home runs ahead of Don Nunez, who has three. We'll give him an honorable mention. And he's he's – proving to be a um you know a threat in that lineup and that's going to be you know big later on in the season if you know cj crow needs to move down the lineup or if he ends up getting dealt you can have a true number five hitter there and, and ryan mcmahon batting behind charlie and once we get to that midway point i mean you could even, you could even say he deserves to be batting right now yeah yeah i mean i think 
I want to see him consistently at third base. I think today kind of solidified that just because he has been so great defensively at third. Um, you know, I can kind of imagine what was going through his head, obviously, when the Nolan trade went down. He probably, you know, was started taking ground balls at third base, getting ready. Like, he's like, all right, well, I guess, you know, I should probably start you know, getting used to this position. And then when Brendan Rodgers gets injured, you know, there's a, a question about second base, third base, you know, how the Rockies are going to make that work. But I think um, today really solidified for me that Rymac should be getting more consistent starts at third base. Um, and then, you know, obviously his three run or three solo home run performance uh, two games ago, only the 18th player in franchise history to accomplish that feat. Um, I think, you know, he's going to be another key piece for the Rockies this season, and I'm really impressed with him so far. One funny note that also came out from that uh, performance on Wednesday night was, okay, so we know it's happened 18 times that a player's hit three home runs, but it was only the 22nd time a player had hit a home run for the Rockies on a 3-0 count. You would have thought it was a lot more than that, right? Yeah. I, I had heard something about that, and that actually blew my mind. I was like, no yeah. way. That can't William be right. Rosario did it three consecutive times, or rather, I should say, no one else, you know, since him had, had actually done that. So uh, that, was, that was pretty impressive. So, yeah, McMahon is, um, you know, we knew he was going to be, once once Brennan Rogers comes back, he'll kind of, you know, slowly get inserted back into the starting spot the baseman. Um, and then Ryan McMahon will go over to third base. But, you know, Mikhail, you make a good point of like, well, let's go ahead and kind of start that a little bit early. But then that means you push out Josh Fuentes uh, over – you know, over playing time for CJ Crone. So uh, it's it's a tough situation in a sense, but I think ultimately Ryan McMahon will get the bulk of the starts at third base uh, when we look at it at the end of the year. You know, who started the most at third base? It, it will be Ryan McMahon eventually. Yeah. Fuentes had a nice play at first as well today, and, and, and it reminds me, we talked about the Crone error before you came on, Patrick, in game one. Other than that, defensively, the team has looked really good this series. We're, it's something we're continuing to keep our eye on. Crone at first, eh, uh, the rest of them looking all right. But uh, let's let's finish out 20th and Blaze. We can come back to that if you've got more thoughts on that. But uh, we've got, I, I think this is, this is kind of a slam dunk at this point. John Gray has given up two earned runs in his two starts this season. The first one was an inherited runner that, that Yancy Almonte and Josh Fuentes kind of let in uh, after Gray had been out of the game. And the other run that he gave up was he, he entered the inning throwing a no-hitter. And the guy gets a triple, single run score, baseball's hard. But John Gray has just been as good as you could hope for, especially after he was so shaky last year. Yeah, just lights out. I mean, I don't really know what else there is to say at this point. Like, this is probably as good as I could have hoped for from John Gray because he is going out there and delivering, and he just looks so solid, which, you know, I think the fact that the Rockies have – a pretty solid one, two, three rotation is, is really great. Like it's cool to see. Um, I just, yeah, he's awesome. And you know, we would be remiss too, to mention that he is now fifth in strikeouts, uh, for Rockies pitching. Right. He is, uh, right behind seven hundo. Yeah. 704 career strikeouts after today's game. Um, you know, he's behind Pedro Stasio, Jeff Francis, Uvaldo Jimenez and Jorge De La Rosa. So a big feat for him. Um, yeah, it's just awesome. Considering he had the no-hitter going into the seventh, all right, he gives up that run. Hey, that's better than Trevor Bauer did with his no-hitter in the seventh <laughs> inning. Right. So, okay, hey, uh, put a check in the win column for, for John Gray there. And, 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 you know, going into this start, too, you kind of forgot that, hey, you know, he, again, had, had those five innings and, and only gave up one run via an inherited runner, of course, so he didn't actually allow that guy to get in. It was just, you remember the story about, uh, you know, obviously him having the, the full body cramps and the Dodgers ended up winning that game 6-5 last Saturday with all the craziness and stuff going on. So it was kind of, you know, forgotten about how good he was in that first start. And then you see what he does today. And it, there's no doubt that he shouldn't be number one after the first home series of the season. Top guy, 20th in Blaze. 
Love it. And, and again, because I think he was uh, of the starting pitchers that you expected to be decent this year for the Rockies, Marquez, Sensatella, Freeland, and Gray. Gray was the one I think had the biggest question because last year he just wasn't great and then he was hurt and he was done. And we just hadn't seen him since 2019 when he was mostly pretty good. So for his first two starts to come out and not just be solid, but he really carved through that Dodgers lineup. And again, today was carving through the Diamondbacks lineup without his best stuff. Whether you're rooting for John Gray to increase his trade value or you want the Rockies <laughs> to extend him or you just want the Rockies to win the baseball game on the day he takes the baseball this is all good news. I love, I love that. I think that's a great point because, you know, Gray is the oldest of the foursome, right, of, of those guys. And, and maybe Gomber, you know, put, inserts himself into the conversation at some point. He obviously hasn't done himself any favors uh, after his first start on, on Sunday. But Gray, you know, has the, the best pedigree of all those four guys, but it just hasn't really come together over a long period of time for him and with those the other guys since the telemarquez feeling being younger um you know maybe even putting together better all around full seasons you're right gray's kind of the this afterthought and you go ah he's gonna be moving on anyway so let's really put all of our hope with those other three guys and yet it's been gray that's been uh, their ace so far you could say he's been beefy I can't help myself. Oh my it's been God. beefy. It's been phenomenal. And you know my favorite beef, the only beef in the world worth making special time for, and that's beef from Hassle Cattle Company. Yeah, you get that Wagyu beef, it'll change your life. I mean it, whether you're having just basic ground beef, ground chuck, you're getting their award-winning hamburgers, you get some steaks, whatever you're ordering from Hassle Cattle Company, it's potentially life-changing. You'll never need any beef from anywhere else ever again it's h-a-s-s-e-l-l cattlecompany.com enter promo code dnvr10 to get 10 percent off if you do end up overing order over 200 i highly recommend you do that if you got the freezer space because they'll hook you up with free shipping and again 100% positive reviews on this. I have had zero people tell me that it has been in any way disappointing for them to get beef from Hassle Cattle Company. Uh, I just put in a big order the other day. It's on its way. It's, it's, it's exciting. Just waiting for it to arrive at your house is exciting. That's, that's the kind of anticipation of Hassle Cattle Company beef. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Not quite as beefy as John Gray, but my freezer will be beefy very soon we love briefy freezers <laughs> beefy freezers here and and one way you can make your wallet a little bit beefier i'll tell you this get over at DraftKings. i said on our pre-series show before the first game i don't know if anyone took it i said i had a good feeling about dom nunez hitting a home run lay a little bit of money on dom nunez to hit a home run if anybody did that they made some cash uh whether you're betting on baseball, basketball, football, hockey, uh, lacrosse, I assume they got on there. I haven't double-checked. I maybe shouldn't say that. But <laughs> you can bet on You never know. I wouldn't be surprised. You could bet on the KBO for a while. Bet like, on the Masters going on right now? The Masters. Well, obviously, right? That's the big one. Of course, golf people know. I don't, I don't know much about the Masters, but I'm going to bet on it anyway. Patrick, you Masters guy? No, more of a minors. Of a minors. <laughs> oh, senior cute. tour. I'm all about the. Yeah, I know. It's about the senior tour. I'm. I'm all about Tom Kite and Chichi Rodriguez. You know, all those old guys. Lee Trevino. Yeah, I said it. Chichi Rodriguez. That's a pitcher for the Rockies, right? No, that's two pitchers for oh the Rockies. My God. <laughs> Uh, but uh, speaking of which, if you are into the golf, or even if you're not, you can download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. You'll turn $1 into $100 if the basketball team of your choosing this week hits a three. 
basic stuff right there. You just need a team to hit a three-pointer. The basketball teams tend to shoot them these days. Very in vogue. So I highly recommend you download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So since we're talking about golf, Michaela, Jack Nicholas. Oh, no. Please don't Are you ask familiar me about golf. Jack Nicholas. <laughs> okay, Jack Nicholas, the actor that's very good at golfing. Are you aware of this guy? <laughs> no. Jack Nicholas. If we put no. up Okay, moving on. A picture of Jack Nicholas and Jack Nicholson. Can we Oh my gosh. You Michaela, do you seriously not know who Jack Nicholas no. is? Can we please make references? I actually understand. People are going to think the that shining? I'm the dumbest human being on planet Earth, but you guys are literally just 20 years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to preface, Michaela and I are the same age. Whatever, okay? I spend too much time watching sports and reality TV. I don't need anything else in my life. Right? I, you know, Not I'm, watching Jack Nicholas movies like, you know, The Witches of Eastwick. When was right? the, I'm going to Google him right now. So Jack Nicholas is Jack not Jack Nicholson was in a movie? Because then we're all going to feel really old. This guy? He looks like he's 85. <laughs> She's not wrong about either He's, of them. Why I mean, would I know who that is? I mean, Jack Nicholas is the greatest golfer of, of all time. He was but born like, in 1940. He's Michaela, older than my grandmother. Babe Ruth right now, he would not look very good either, okay? But in uh, their prime, Babe Ruth and Jack Nicholas were fantastic athletes. Well, I don't watch golf, so, you know, here we are. My dad is very disappointed in me right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, dad. Uh, by and the Jack way, Jack Nicholson oh, is from... New Jersey. So, Kelly, I'm aware of the difference between these two gentlemen. Can we help our uh, guy-rated rookie out? He's debating on whether to get a Purple Rain shirt or the Colorado Rakes shirt. I vote for Purple Rain. That is what I'm wearing right now. Just look. Right here. Okay, so you've got your two options. I Ooh, that's a tough... Purple Rain is my favorite. Well, the Rockies have been raking. The Rockies have been, they've scored, what, over five runs every game, I think? They really have. I mean, this is supposed to be the worst offense in all of baseball, and they're out here against Kershaw and Bauer and Mad Bum, and they're putting up runs. I will say, you you have to, it it depends on your person. If you've got a bold personality, like if you're ready to invite, like the debate, wear the Rakes shirt. Because people will come up to you and be like, that team can't hit. And if you're ready to back up, like what Garrett Hampson's doing right now, Get the rakes shirt, but if you just want like the, I, I gotta say the the design and the feel and the, like I'm Prince Mark. Purple rain so is a goaded Purple shirt. rain is, you know. Um, I also do, by the way, have a bonus DraftKings pick of the week for everybody because I am officially I, I put my money down on the Cardinals to win that division. They're still plus two. I'll I'll get it exactly. Uh, but the Cardinals are still, you, you can get pretty good odds where you're like minus on the Yankees, uh, minus on uh, the Dodgers, for example. I am fully in on the Cardinals to win that division. Mark it down. Incidentally, um, Drew, you did mention something about Prince. Michaela, uh, when you hear the name Prince, oh do you think of Fielder? I cannot with you people. Or someone else. <laughs> Prince Fielder? Prince, Fielder? Do, you Prince or Prince? Or Prince? do you know the song Purple Rain? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Purple Rain. The basketball player, Prince. Yeah. Right? I hate you people. The Dave show. Okay. <laughs> That's a 100% fair assessment. All right. Let's get to our series recap. Uh, one of the things that we're going to do throughout the year, talking about what we'll remember most from this series. Wait, let's backtrack and hit King of the Game real quick. Oh, we want to do King of the Game. That's right. We talked about him. He was also your, your leadoff on 20th and Blaze. We have to mention our draft King of the Game since we were just doing draft kings and that is john gray uh the the gray wolf the wolf of blake street the dominator oh. the king out there at coors field now fifth all-time strikeout leader for the rockies boom 704 career strikeouts i think he'll Pretty be in impressive. second by the end of the year he's just got to get 40 oh wait nope 39 more <laughs> i don't know i can't do that's math. doable that seems doable Uh, All right, so now we can move over to our most memorable moment of this series. Patrick, what what you going to remember when the season is over? 
Well, I, I'm just going to take the whole game on Tuesday night. Yeah. Now, of course, it will be more likely remembered for the fact that Ryan McMahon did hit those three home runs in three consecutive bats to open the game. Yeah. And it seemed like, uh, you know, he was going to have that opportunity for the fourth, and he did have numerous uh, chances. He did hit the double eventually in extra innings. But I think even just the game itself was huge, where Sam Hilliard hits the two two-run home run late in the ball game. Don Nunez hit himself a home run, his second of the year today on Thursday. He has three. He's already hit more home runs single-handedly than all Rockies catchers did in 2020. So let that sink in. And so yeah. that game was just this yeah. weird one back and forth. We had runners. Again, we had the, the California tiebreaker rule with the runner going on second base. So that just made every inning – that much more intense and we also learned a new rule because all of us in the press box couldn't figure out why charlie blackman was on second base we didn't realize it until yeah. he was thrown out because he didn't make the last out it was someone else and the pitcher spot was inserted in and so basically if the pitcher makes the last out or the pitcher spot makes the last out with the double switch you don't have that spot in the batting order run the bases so really it was it was two guys previously that ran the base. So it happened for both sides, that right. the Diamondbacks and the Rockies in back-to-back -back innings. So that was a new rule that I had yet to see. So that's been the longest game that the Rockies have played uh, in this new safety protocol era and might be the longest one that we see for a while. They had a couple games last year at 11. This year, uh, or on Tuesday, it was 13. So for me, it's, it's McMahon. It's the extra inning chaos, and it was the game ending right as the clock struck midnight. That's what I'm going to remember from this D-back series. Yeah. I think I'm going to agree with Patrick on Ryan McMahon. I mean, what a moment for that guy. Um, it was cool to watch. You know, Antonio Senzatella's performance yesterday was absolutely phenomenal. You really can't ask for anything more from a pitcher. Um, and John Gray, too. I mean, I just – I'm so – I'm, I want to be not too overhyped. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I genuinely am impressed with the Rockies so far this season. I think they're proving a lot of people wrong. I think they're going to, you know, win more games than a lot of people originally thought. I think the, the rotation that the Rockies have put together is really going to come through overall for this team. And I think a lot of the guys that people were undervaluing or underestimating in this lineup are going to, prove people wrong and they're going to show up in times when it's least expected and I think it's going to provide for some really special moments this season and I hope people now after these past two series are starting to get more on the Rockies train and you know obviously it's not going to be the same as it has been in the past without that one person on our roster but I think it's still going to be as you know you guys have said in the past this is a team worth rooting for and a team worth cheering for and there are people in this roster who deserve our support and so I'm just excited to watch Rockies baseball for the rest of the season and um, I mean obviously that's easy for me to say because I'm a huge baseball person but I think the Rockies are going to prove a lot of people wrong and I'm excited for that. It's I think a, you're thinking about the loss of the cousin. The cousin yeah. <laughs> Was that? <laughs> yeah that, that's even better that's even better than you know Josh's cousin but now yeah. it's just the cousin. the cousin. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, you're right, Mac. It's a team that, dare I say, puts a smile on your face. I know that your gorgeous smile is brought to all of us by our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. You know they're fantastic. You know they treat you like family. You know they take care of your teeth. And you know they'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam today. But Mac knows all this, not just in theory, because she's heard me say it like many of you have on this podcast several times. You've had the experience. They take care of you there. I have, yes. I have been extremely fortunate to be a patient of Dr. Ben's at Green Mountain Dental. It is by far and away the best dental experience I have ever had in my young 24 years of life. I can't speak highly enough about that entire dental office and the whole experience. They really take care of you. They 
explain things to you that I've never had any dentist take the time out of his day to explain before. They always want to make sure you're on the same page as they are with your dental care. Um, and I just can't recommend them enough. Even if they weren't a sponsor of ours, I would still go to Green Mountain Dental because it really genuinely has been an amazing dental experience. Uh, Dr. Ben filled two cavities for me, so I've put the trust of my teeth in Dr. Ben's hands, and he has not disappointed me. So if you have a dentist, leave them for Green Mountain Dental. If you don't have a dentist, go to Green Mountain Dental and tell them that DNVR sent you. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. She may not know Bruce Springsteen, but she but knows I know dentistry. Dr. <laughs> Oh my uh, gosh. Oh, fantastic. All right. Well, yeah, I agree that uh, as much as it's funny because it was the loss in this set as the Rockies came out dominant in the second two games, very easily could have been a sweep, but I think the loss will be the most memorable part of this series. Patrick, like you said, it, it go on so many innings after we're like, they keep putting a guy in second. You, this game should be over. <laughs> and Rymack hitting all the home runs. Uh, so I think that that gets on the list. I think it gets on the top five for the season. So that's when we have to figure this out. We had for our first series, the home run that wasn't from Bellinger and Justin Turner playing his part in that. We had the cat, of course. <laughs> the course cat. The course cat. Andres, as they've decided to call him. Oh. Uh, they've, there was the four home run inning where the Rockies went into it with no hits. Uh, then we had some, some slightly less that I think were memorable for the time, maybe by the end of the season, become a little bit less. So we had things like the just opening day, I, I still think stays on the list because you kind of remember opening day. It's, it's so special. They did happen to beat Kershaw. It was a nice memory. Fans. Fans um, are back for the, the first time since 2019, so they get that added element. Of course. 100%. All that stuff. So the question is, because I, I think now this 13-inning game gets on the list. Is it in there at five? Or is it more memorable than the cat or opening day? Or do we just stick it there at number five and go 13-inning game, back and forth, weird and interesting. Rymack hit several home ones. We'll remember it. But... Not as much as these other things. What do we think? I think it's it's more memorable than opening day because we know opening day happens every year has <laughs> an opening day, but That's, what about it makes it stand out? I, I think we're going to remember, uh, you know, the the three home run game, it being extra innings. You know, you might even throw you might even uh, throw in the double delays where we had the water fountain delay out in center field, and we also had Dom Nunez needing nail polish. Right. Those were two delays within the same game. The which, nail polish. Yeah, just delay. made the whole Do Dodgers series just absolutely bonkers. But uh, yeah, I, I would I would I think we're going to remember you know McMahon's three homer game and the extra inning game. And at some point in the year, we're not even going to remember them as being the same game. We're gonna we're just going to go <laughs> wait a minute. That was the same day. Right. Yes, it was. Um, so I, I would put it ahead of opening day. I don't know. Opening day was so great for me. The fact that the Rockies, literally the underdog of the National League West, beat the Dodgers on opening day on national television, like, just made my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of peaked in that moment, I think. But, I mean, obviously, you know, the Rymac's performance um, was a special one. But I just, it okay, feels well, so good to beat the Dodgers that it's hard for me to pick against that let me ask something truly controversial of the panel then do we need to move the cat down the cat was memorable the cat was lovely what we i'm a huge cat person i love my cat i love cats too uh we, we had a fun time coming up with troy tulamowski and <laughs> i hadn't heard that one uh harry walker my favorite my favorite and it gets more of a visual is ca tomahew that's that's really out there on a on a brand. Yeah, I say. C A to Mayhew. Wow. C A to Mayhew. We we all it's had fun with it. Do we need to move the cat down the power ranking of memorable moments? I. It's yeah, annoying, that's, but that's I, it's cute. okay. I'm okay with it staying where it's at now. It, it's like we're not we're not gonna forget it. It will never be forgotten. <laughs> but do we want to really have to remember it as like one of the best? things that have happened this year that's really the question. i mean since when the cat came on the field trevor story went over 14 until today so <laughs> i feel like the cat is like a bad omen curse. like we should just not <laughs> curse of the cat okay well can we okay so i i still think the home run that wasn't still is the number yes. one memory of the season right yeah clearly no doubt number one 
Uh, so we're fine with that. Then number two was the four home runs. Yep. In an inning. Following a no hitter. Yeah. Then it gets a little jumbled in there. That's when we go, is it still cat? <laughs> we move cat down in favor of the 13 inning game where Rymac hits three home runs. They still lose. I'm with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. Sure. Okay. So let's put that I third mean, cat fourth opening day. By the way, all of the proceeds that um, I make, I don't know, I want to speak for you two, but all the proceeds I make from uh, this episode of the post-game DNVR Rockies <laughs> podcast show will be donated to PETA. So I, right. <laughs> I am in favor of moving the cat down. But only... I, I'm going to donate to that cause. That's right. so I no say cat fifth, back. opening day fourth, but... What do you think? Well, Is that controversial? That. Are we going to lose... Her, or, me. Are we going to lose the comments? We have some cat stands in the comments, so <laughs> don't come for me. I love cats. I have a cat, but I think opening day was a little bit more special than the cat on the so field. Kind of rally cat Herardo. is still their Twitter pick. Yeah. Uh, They're big or, fans of Gerardo Perrara. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nafi Perez. Garrett Catkins. You guys are just on a roll with those cats. Brad Pop. Nice one, tech boy. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, I think we got to put Cat in fifth. I think the, the good thing about Cat in fifth is that it's a very clear marker you have to pass, right? There's now like you, you have to be more memorable than the Cat to make the list. And I think that's a, a pretty solid designation for our top five. I know I'm just making stuff. I'll, well, no, I'll say this about our list is that at the end of this season, Actually, so I was talking with Owen Perkins on Tuesday, and it was, I think MLB did a piece where it was like the most interesting thing that happened over the weekend. And you've got like, you know, hey, JT Realmuto, just the best catcher, you know, behind the plate for the Phillies, and Akil Badu, check him out, a uh, Tigers prospect that they took in the Rule 5 draft, and all these things. And then for the Rockies, it was a cat ran out onto the field, and it was like, not even you're not even going to talk about the baseball team and, and what they yeah. were able to do. So I think national media is probably going to remember this cat story for all 162, and it's going to feature pretty prominently. But for <laughs> us and what we do, for the hardcores that are out there listening and watching this live right now, we're going to talk about baseball stuff. And so yeah, yeah the cat's number five. Thank you. Finally, reason <laughs> prevails. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so be ready for the, the hate mail from all the cat lovers out there. Send it all to Michaela at no, the DNVR. No, no, do not. <laughs> I uh, love cats, but like, how can you put a cat above beating the Dodgers on national television? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me, but maybe I'm just biased. No, I, I like that. I've, I've got to agree with you on that one. And, and, and like you said, so far, it's just been... Well, they're not terrible. They're, they're not yet. They it's been might. interesting. It's yeah. been exciting. It's been compelling. They're not even last place in the National League West. So. Well, that was another funny <laughs> thing I, I saw developing today was a, a few people that wanted to kind of poo-poo this series from the Rockies and them looking pretty good by saying, yeah, it was the Diamondbacks, though, and they're terrible. I was like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Get up. When you're supposed to be the worst team in baseball, or at least in the baseball, worst team. Not in the, just in the National League West, in baseball. Yeah. And then there's two other teams in your division where you feel like we can beat those guys. And they got the next one coming up. They're one game back from the Giants. They could finish third place in the National <laughs> League West if everything goes according to plan. Right. So, you know, worst team in baseball or third worst team in their own division like we're gonna find out i don't know <laughs> uh things to hang your hat on right well hey you can get this dnvr hat sometimes for a little bit of a discount if you're a member of the family make sure to become a member of the dnvr family we got written content out the wazoo that's right that's a technical term it's coming out the wazoo we got written content on everything for you these days more and more stuff coming for you 
breaking down the team from every different angle. Plus, when you become a member of the family, you get a bigger beer when you come down to the DMVR bar. You get discounts on hats, shirts, and masks. You get access to the Discord channel. You can come hang out with us, chat baseball 24-7 or WrestleMania. That's coming up. I, I know Michaela's got all Huge of Huge WrestleMania girl. I am so excited. I am ready for WrestleMania. She's ready for Unfortunately, John the Bella Twins are not going to Darn. Be That's <laughs> the only sorry. reason I was watching. Uh, Rat. So you can get all of Max's thoughts on WrestleMania, uh, though she has far more thoughts on Chris Owings. So oh my guy. <laughs> hey, that's what you get when you come down. There's like a food channel, a skiing, snowboarding channel. It's a family. That's what it is. We're always talking to each other about everything. Join us on the YouTube so you don't miss any of these live post games when we go and any of the fantastic graphic work done being done by uh, Tech Boy and uh, the rest of the production team here. Really do appreciate all that work. You've just got to become a member of that family. Join us at the DNVR.com today. Remember, when you sign up for the annual, you get a free t-shirt and you get a free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. Final thoughts on the series as we wrap this thing up and the Rockies head out to San Francisco for, again, three straight day games. Um, My eyes have yet to bleed from watching this team, and that's is good <laughs> for me and my eyes. The Rockies' breaking news are not as bad as you all thought they were going to be. Boom. I second that. I thank you all for hanging out with us. Remember to follow everyone on social media. Subscribe. Do all that fantastic stuff. We appreciate you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. I promise you that we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, Michaela Perkins, Tech Boy Kale Sorbo, and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.